Welcome, Pioneers. We are in Season 3, Through the Eyes of Men, Fatherhood, and I have been so blessed by this season, and I hope that you guys are gaining so much wisdom from this and that you are taking it and using it. On here today, we have Pastor Andrew. <laughs> How's it going, Shala? Great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm seeing a little sunshine out there finally, so. No, right? It's been happy. cold and snow. <laughs> oh, it's been terrible. But it's good. The sun is here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I am uh, I'm a pastor at a church in Spokane, Washington. Uh, my wife and I are on staff here, and we oversee all the ministries. So everything from kids to students, men's and women's missions. Uh, so we oversee the ministries here at the church. And uh, we have... Uh, we've been married for eight years, nine years in September, and uh, we have three sons. They all look like the same person in different stages of life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, someone said that to us the other day. They're like, well, you can definitely tell which kids are yours. So. Exactly. Which is funny because I, you know, I think they look different, but, um, you know, I suppose I see them more. <laughs> all right. First question. What is fatherhood? Ooh, well, um, I'm glad you started with such an easy question because um, <laughs> this isn't a challenge to define. Um, fatherhood is, I mean, if biologically being a dad, uh, creating a human being with your body, which is crazy. I can't, I mean, gosh, being a mother's got to be even crazier, right? Yeah. Uh, creating life from out of your own life. Um, but then as far as being a father, I... I, and then maybe it's maybe it's easier for me to see as a dad with sons, but I mm -hmm. look at I look at them and I think, my gosh, they're following me, they're watching me, they want my eyes on them. And so being a father is, gosh, unless they're sleeping, it's just not something you can ever switch off. Everything mm -hmm. you do, everything you see, yeah. uh, uh, everything you say, they they're gonna they're going to have some kind of really formative moment from that. Time. I guess that's the scary side. You're like, they're going to have an emotional response to this. They're going to try it. They're going to do it. They're going to ask you a question about it that you better know how to answer. Um, so fatherhood is being a provider, being an example all the time. Yeah. Mm. Like this what is, this is the, the, the cheesy way I describe fatherhood is I buy bananas at the store all the time knowing I'll probably never eat a single one of them because mm. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to take something mm -hmm. that I've got for my child. You know, it's this weird, like natural response of like, that's for my kid. I can't have it for myself or I got to protect mm -hmm. it and fight for it. So that's so good. Yeah. What are some generalizations about fatherhood that need to be shut down? Um, well, I think that some of the things that are positives can also be um, can become a crutch or, or a danger for a dad. So where yeah. I'd say, hey, it's positive. You need to be a good example for your sons. Uh, you need to be strong. You need to provide for them. These are all things that are true. I think then sometimes what men hear is you can't let anyone see you be weak. You can't let your kids mm -hmm. see you be weak or make a mistake. Uh, you've got to, you've got to like put the hammer down, you know, you've got to, so, uh, I'd say maybe the, I don't know if generalization, but, um, that sometimes your strength 
becomes a weakness because you can't show your weakness. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, uh, dad's always right. <laughs> um, because I'm not always right, you know, and I, I've definitely made some mistakes and I try and have those conversations with my kid when I'm like, Hey, I, I was wrong. You were right. I was wrong. And, um, so I think, um, it's my way or the highway, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, of course I want to set a standard for my kids, but I've got to learn to do that in a humble way. Mm, so good. Is fatherhood challenging and why? Oh gosh. Um, yes. Next question. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's, it's extremely challenging because it exposes all of your selfishness. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see, for, for in in a couple of ways. Sometimes you just see it reflected in them. Yeah. You know, you see behavior and attitude, and you're like, well, chances are they learned that from me. Especially with younger children, my kids are seven, five, and one, so um, their filters not quite there yet. So when I see behaviors in them that I don't like, I'm like, wow, you know, there's a really good chance that they yeah. saw that from me. <laughs> first yeah. and so you know it's it's challenging um as well when you realize that people are just different and that goes for your kids too and so you can't yeah. just have a single answer for every person but yeah. then when they see each other getting different perceived different treatment you gotta explain that too and so yeah. and then just the <laughs> fact that again like you're always on they're always watching and yeah. um and you can't just take a day off from being a dad. Yeah. Is your father in your life and how has that affected your fatherhood? Um, yeah, he is. I have a, I have a really amazing dad and he's a great grandpa. Uh, he's a great father and that has absolutely affected my life. You know, his father was an alcoholic and, yeah. Um, slept around and had kind of a rough so my, my dad had a rough dad although he he loved his dad and later in my grandpa's life you know they had a good relationship I know my dad saw that life and said I'm not going to do that and and I was really thankful for that and I mean my parents became Christians right after they got married and they yeah. decided to raise their family in a way that was different than the way their families were so um, they didn't always get it right my dad didn't always get it right but he he did an incredible job and so yeah we have a really we've always had a good relationship and i'm really thankful for it and yeah. it has shaped so much of how i am as a dad um in some ways where i'm like i don't want to do it that way but mostly yeah. in showing me how to do it well hmm. was being a dad your plan or was it god's oh man uh i don't think that's an or question i think it's an and question hmm. um I always wanted to be a father. Well, I mean, uh, for a lot, a lot of my life, I always really wanted yeah. to be a dad. Uh, I got married older than some people do. I was 35 when I got married. So uh, we started having kids pretty quick right after that. I yeah. had been wanting to be a dad for a long time. Um, but God did accelerate that a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we, uh, we got started even faster than we were planning. So, um, yeah, it was absolutely my plan, but it was for sure God's. 
Have you and your spouse ever had to deal with a miscarriage or stillbirth? And how did you get through that? Uh, no, we haven't. Uh, we haven't. Um, but uh, my my in my family, we did. My my parents lost a couple kids and even yeah. lost a child after she was a couple months old. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hate to say fear, but you know, there's always that thought of of yeah. of what could happen. But no, we've been very we've been very blessed and fortunate. We have not had to walk through that. Do you have a good slash close relationship with your kids? Uh, I would say yes. And I, <laughs> uh, I think I have a great relationship with my boys. They're, um, I'm the, I'm the bedtime guy and we have a good bedtime routine and we read together and we snuggle together and, um, we play together and wrestle. And I think we, we have a really good relationship and, and I'm really even trying to make sure that at this stage in life that we have good communication and mm, we're able yes. to talk about stuff. Cause it, 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 I think it'd be easy to just play and let it be that and yell mm-hmm. and be, be disciplined dad. But I'm, I'm starting to, especially with my seven year old trying to have some deeper conversations and mm-hmm. I think we have a good relationship. Yeah. Good. What do your kids do that soften your heart? Oh, well, gosh, you know, it's different with each one. My, um, my oldest is a lot like me. He's very affectionate. And, um, so proximity is a big deal for him. He always wants to be close and hand on your cheek or whatever. (laughs) Um, which is sweet. And I love that. Um, but it's funny. My, my five-year-old is a lot more, um, seemingly aloof. So, um, it's funny with him sometimes that that even means more, you know, when he mm-hmm. wants to sit on my lap or wants to put his arm around me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It really softens my heart because it's a little harder to come by from him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my, my one-year-old just likes to say hi all the time, nonstop. So that's <laughs> sweet. Um, but, <laughs> but there's just these moments sometimes like on a day off where, we're hanging out in the living room or watching something on TV and all of a sudden all three of them are like on me, like sitting on me or leaning against me or hand on me. And, and it it really, it's, it really softens my heart when they're all close and they want to be close. How do you deal with disobedience physically and emotionally? Ooh, who's listening to this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, we, I mean, we, we try to be very, very careful with our discipline. Obviously, I know it's um, easy to get emotional as busy human beings. And um, so we, we really try and, and get them aside individually, get down on their level, have conversations, do timeouts. Um, you know, I would say there have been, uh, there has been a little, there's been a little bit of a spank here and there, but that's on a very, very extreme. Uh, it's very clear laid out. If you physically harm somebody, um, you know, you do something that's extremely dangerous and, uh, you know, you get like a SWAT, you know, in a very controlled environment and and explain why, I mean, I was, man, I was, I was sure spanked. Um, it it was good for me. Uh, (laughs) I had some wooden spoons broken on my backside, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we really are, we have great kids and, and, you know, honestly, like conversations, calming down, head to your room so we can have a quiet conversation. Um, 
you know, the occasional timeout. Yeah. Um, and, and really being consistent early on with that stuff has, mm-hmm. has, I think, created clear expectations. And so our kids are generally good at responding to that stuff. Um, you know, there's some really emotional stuff that I know is happening with our oldest. So um, mm-hmm. that that's kind of a new, that's been some new stuff to navigate. And, and my wife and I have been talking a lot about that. Like, hey, um, got to get a hold of your emotions like what do we need and so trying to figure out like what do we need to do to help you get, get control of the emotions so we can have a conversation and mm-hmm. um so it's always evolving and again having younger kids i think um the emotions are pretty raw and um and uh trying to learn how to have intelligent conversations without using too big of words yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh is always a challenge but I think we're doing okay what are you trying to instill in your sons man well i mean foremost uh we want to instill in our sons a love for god and mm-hmm. and um and not just uh not just like a moral direction or just uh you do this because this is what we do you know hansons do this or you know i i think there's a place for Hey, Hansons are like this, or this is what we're like in our home. There's, I mean, there's yeah. a place for those reminders, but um, I really want my kids to understand the why behind mm-hmm. any rule or any um, anything, any value that we would have. And and I I try and sit them down and explain that to them as much as I can. Um, we'll never tell you to do something without explaining what the value is and why we do it. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, now that we we work at a church, I I really want to guard, um, I really want to guard their view of God and their relationship with Jesus. Yeah. I want to nurture it, and I want to, um, I really want to see them grasp hold of it as soon as possible. And um, you know, I <clears throat> I know a lot of times there's these conversations between, you know, a personal faith and. And then, yeah. you know, our faith is, is lived out in the body of Christ and, and understanding that, Hey, that, um, it's not just so personal that you don't ever talk about with anyone else, but I do want them to really know and feel and sense God, I, I really try and have my sons pray for other people, um, yeah. and recognize yeah. those moments when, um, Hey, this person needs prayer. Let's go pray for them now and, and let them pray. And, yeah. um, there's been some really powerful moments because of that. So, um, and and as far as you know kindness gentleness yeah i really want to instill in them obviously good values i want them to be good people but even more than that i want them to be um to be godly good people yeah and and um yeah yeah introduce them to god and let god work Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
What are some unspoken promises, principles, characteristics, etc., that you want them to grasp just by watching you? Um, man, I think being being slow to speak, quick to mm -hmm. listen, slow to anger. Yeah, it's is something I would love for them to grasp by watching me. Um, not complaining, not gossiping, shutting stuff down. If, if, you know, when you think they're not listening, they really are. <laughs> so, you know, that's something that we always want to be careful about if we're talking about people in our lives, whether it's friends or family, um, yeah. that they would see how we talk about other people mm. and they'd see how we care for them, respect them, choose to pray for them rather than gossip. And yeah. I hope that they would see that. I hope that they would see a commitment to things we've said. I hope that they would mm -hmm. see hard work and not making excuses. And I hope that mm -hmm. they would see that it's okay to ask for help and, mm -hmm. and um, to involve other people and, and to give people opportunities to try and fail. Um, and I would really, really hope that they know how to love a woman well. And treat her with respect so good how do you incorporate your walk with christ into your parenting oh man well i i really just want to incorporate my walk with christ into my whole life into mm. who i am and not have mm. it look different when it comes to parenting um yeah. i would say an area i would like to improve especially as my kids are getting older is um reading the Bible with them, memorizing scripture with them, getting involved, doing things with them. Um, yeah. But as far as my walk, uh, we, we, we do try and have them read Bible stories and read with us. And um, there, I try and get them involved in anything we're doing at church as much as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, we obviously, we pray together a lot. And like I was saying earlier, I like to get them to pray. So if, we know someone who's sick or if we know someone who's hurting or, yeah. or lonely or if, um, I'll even ask them, you know, is God putting anyone on your heart? You mm. know, and let them sort of search and listen. And, um, and then yeah. if they say somebody, I let, I let them pray for them first or ask how we can pray for them. And um, yeah. So I'd say prayer is a big one. How do you balance work, spouse, ministry, kids, and your own personal walk with God? Um, that's a big assumption you're making. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just try and exercise wisdom as much as I can. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm starting my day in the presence of God, if I'm starting my day and throughout my day, listening to him, um, I really hope that I would be sensitive to any feeling of imbalance that's there. Mm. and uh the, i think the fact of the matter is there are there are times when it's out of balance and there's i i think there's some times where it's okay to be out of balance yeah. um but that has to be really carefully communicated um and then and then it has to also be out of balance the other way too if you know what i mean so mm -hmm. if there's times where it's like hey this is a really busy week we're doing a lot for this reason this is why we're doing this to help people we're doing this yeah. so people know jesus um but but we're going to take a couple of days off next week and we're going to have some more family time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so just trying to really listen to the Holy Spirit and trying to communicate well with with my wife and, and with my boys that, 
that this is what our life looks like. And, and um, I'd say the personal walk with God is that's really where it has to start. If I'm not sewing mm-hmm. there first thing in the morning, I can tell by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> what challenges do you have as the head of house and how do you overcome them? Oh gosh. Well, um, I mean, being good at budgeting was, uh, not in my natural gift mix. (laughs) Uh, So I've had to learn, I've had to learn over the years to really be good at, uh, to get better at doing that budgeting, communicating where Mm -hmm. we're at financially, uh, budgeting our time, communicating what we're doing as a family. Um, I, I have a really strong wife. So learning how to be, uh, our house right there. Learning how to be uh, strong yeah. and learning how to, but not to, to be domineering. Because um, mm. when you lead someone who is strong and, and consistent, you have to be very, very strong and consistent yourself. You can't be threatened by that, but you also have to trust God for the wisdom to lead. And that's so true. that's been something I feel like it's been a constant growth in my life is learning how to, how to show strength, but not to show that strength because you're trying to be stronger than or prove that you're in charge what falls through the cracks because of whatever is happening on a daily basis what area are you slacking in oh man falls through the cracks well occasionally communicating with uh other people outside my family especially if i'm especially if I'm into family time, trying to focus. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I will miss maybe communicating with my extended family or with friends. And, and so I'm trying to get, re- I'm trying to get better at responding to people right away or um, uh, making appointments, it, no matter how far out that has to be, you know, that feeling of like, Oh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. And then like, you don't. <laughs> Um, yep. so I, I think I'm learning to get better at just really making appointments and, uh, at the moment. And even if it's far out getting in my calendar, um, I'm, I'm hoping nothing big's falling through the cracks. Like if it's falling through the cracks, I wouldn't know it, uh, mm-hmm. until someone told me like, Hey, whoa, <laughs> yeah. what are I'm you sorry. doing? Yeah. Um, uh, the only thing I would maybe say, uh, I've been, I've been trying to get my reading habit back because I used to love to read. And yeah. I'm tired a lot at the end of the day. And so I've been kind of slacking and reading and, um, and then exercising. That's another area I'm really trying to reinsert in my life. Cause, uh, I'm getting older. I need to be consistent. And so mm-hmm. I want to wrestle my kids. They're gonna be able to kick my butt soon enough. So <laughs> gotta, gotta get back in shape. Do you find yourself overcompensating in any way for any reason? I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I'd say in the back of my mind, you know, you always have a little bit of a fear of, yeah, you know, you know, the enemy like tries to get you thinking about how you're just this, this kid who doesn't know what he's doing. Cause I think all of us in our minds, sometimes it's easy to go back to when um, we were young or inexperienced. Cause it doesn't take long. It doesn't take much for your mind to go back to those memories. Um, but I, you know, so occasionally I'll, I'll get a little bit of a, that feeling of when I was younger and didn't feel respected and, and mm-hmm. I got to be careful not to 
not to react out of those feelings yeah. and just remember that God has put me in this place for this time and, and I have what I need. And so um, I hope that I don't do that too often. I would say every now and then I, I can kind of sense trying to prove myself. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe once my kids are older, I'll have to deal with that more. <laughs> um, but uh, at the moment, I, I feel like pretty trying to have a pretty good balance. I think I do. What do you do on the days you want to quit? I don't. <laughs> I, you can't. Well, I'm, listen, this is what's so great about having a great partnership, a great wife. Because yeah. I think we both would have days where it's like, oh, you know, today I can't. And hopefully we're, you know, those are the times where we're filling for each other. We're helping each other out. We're strengthening each other. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes there's days where you both want to quit. I wouldn't say they want to quit. I'd say there's just days where I want to do like the very least I could possibly do. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, and I, I try and force myself to, to live in the moment. I, that's one thing that, I really always wanted to commit to do as a dad and as a husband is I want to live in the moment. And if that means I change a poopy diaper at three in the morning and I, you know, I had a lot of people be like, well, you know, you're the one that has to go to work in the morning. Like the mom should do that. And I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to do this because this isn't going to last very long. And so I think the thing that helps me not get to a place where I want to quit is that I, I do really try and live, in the moment as much as I can. And it doesn't mean I don't plan ahead, I don't think ahead, or I don't look back, but I really try and be present as much as I can in the moment. And and that helps. So Sometimes good. it's still hard, but that helps. <laughs> yeah. Who has helped support you through your journey as a father? My wife. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. I've got good family. Yeah, uh, I do have some men I look up to. There's a couple of guys here at church that uh, one in particular has three sons that are all older. And so I'll I'll pick his brain a lot and, and say, what's it like raising three boys and what you do when they were at this phase and at this stage of life? And so it's pretty great to have a couple of men that I can look to. And that's something I did not have for a long time. So it's been pretty great to have that now where I can I can I can say, hey, you you walked this road. 15 years before me, what's it like? And, and what are the things I need to know and be prepared for? So that's been pretty special. Is a spiritual father as important as a biological or at home father? Mm. Well, I would say no. <laughs> that's probably way too oversimplified of an, of an answer. Yeah. Uh, of course, of course, uh, you know, spiritual leadership is, is important. Mm -hmm. And, it's, you know, I would say it in some ways, it's probably more important to some people. If maybe they don't, they don't have a dad at all, or they had a really bad yeah. uh, situation with their father. I'm, I'm very fortunate in that I did have a father who led in my home and, and loved Jesus and taught me to love Jesus too. And yeah. so, um, but unfortunately what I see a lot of times is people who don't have that, they might have a spiritual father, but that wound, that wound from your dad is very real mm -hmm. and um even people like me who had a great dad there's still some stuff to overcome i think of things you know looks that were given or things that were said or times there's misunderstandings and it, it just hurts more coming from your dad mm -hmm. um and so i think that that there's nothing that can really replace that i think that god designed it that way 
that a dad is important in your life. Yeah. Um, but for some people, I suppose that if they don't have it, having a having the right spiritual leadership can help really restore that and help yeah. them not carry that on into another generation. Mm, so good. What do you wish you were told about fatherhood beforehand? I wish more people told me how awesome it was. I, one, one thing I hate is same thing happened before I got married. I told people I was getting married and they're like, Oh, well, you're never going to be free again. Good luck. Well, you know, you hear all that stuff from people. And, and the same thing when you're about to be a parent, you know, pe you tell people you're about to have a baby and they're like, Oh, we'll get ready to never sleep again and get ready to never be able to go on dates again. And yeah. It, it made me so mad. And Megan and I have really tried to be, so much the opposite of that when i find out people yeah. are getting married or gonna have a baby i'm like hey it's the, it's the best and i i so loved fun. i heard this from my own dad too because i had friends who and christians are great people and i love them and they have great families mm -hmm. but i had a lot of people that would really emphasize how hard marriage is and how mm -hmm. hard being a parent is and i remember i was talking to my dad about it one time and this was right before i got married and he said to me you know yeah, I guess if I really look back, I would say being married, it, it can be hard and being a parent can be hard. But the positive things in it so far outweigh anything negative that I don't even think about it. It's so good. So, so good. Whew. I can't, I just can't because I, I don't think I've heard a ton of people say that either. Most of them, it's always something negative. So I yeah. really agree. Well, yeah. and it's like it's like when you talk to people just in everyday life, you're like, how are you doing? What do 90% of people tell you? What is the <laughs> answer 90% of people give you? I'm tired. Yep. Right? Yep. It's just as like this thing that we feel like we have to do. And I, as, as a follower of Jesus, I don't want to be that person. Mm. Why would I tell somebody that something, a gift from God, is, is like it's hard you know you know what who who doesn't know that life can be hard everybody already knows that yeah. why do i need to be, be the person that reminds them and you know when it's hard i'm here for you but i want you to be so excited about marrying that woman about having that baby because it's a gift from god and i wish more people got me excited to be a dad i think that we need to get more more people excited to be parents yeah. Because it's mm. such a gift. So, so good. What is one thing you wish you were told by your father? Oh, boy. I, oh, well, sorry, Dad, if this is too personal for you, if you're listening to this, but uh, I, I wish, I wish my parents, I wish my dad had told me a little bit more some of the mistakes he made. Mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe they were a little scared of the, th the things they did in their past before they were believers, some of the things yeah. they did that uh, it would have somehow made me respect them less or look at them in a different way. I wish that I had known a little bit more of the struggles that they had walked through and the mistakes that they had made, because I think it would have actually helped me. Um, but hey, you know, you just, they were doing the best they could. They were trying to show their kids good things instead of bad things. So I don't blame them for that, but I do wish I had known some of that stuff. What is one thing you were told by your father that you use often? Um, I would say probably what I was just sharing about how great it is being a husband and a father. Yeah. I, I use that a lot because it's the same thing, even all throughout the church. People, people yeah. have this expectation of like how difficult it's going to be to get married. And, 
they almost go into it like feeling like they're gambling or something like wow i hope this works i hope this is good and i want to tell them that it it can be good and it will be good and if you trust god that it's a good thing and you fight for it that it's going to be great so good and that's something that my dad gave me what's one thing you want to tell other fathers uh soak up every single moment you possibly can take a lot of pictures and videos um that one weird thing they say that just get it on video i don't know i i really i honestly change diapers lay in bed and snuggle with them give them baths Uh, especially when they're little because it just goes i I know this is the the cliche but it's a cliche because it's true like it just goes fast and you did it's not that long before you just start looking at him and going man you look so old and so <laughs> i think about that when i went back to work after having a kid and he's up at one in the morning he's up at three in the morning he's up at five in the morning he's diaper changed and it would have been so easy to be like hey baby can you do this i gotta work in the morning yeah. and i just decided that i wanted to be the one i wanted to do it yeah. and i was tired at the time but i have zero regrets because i feel like it's created a closeness with my children that from the start, I didn't wait until they were interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like as a dad, you always want your kid to be more interesting and more fun and, you know, say my name and walk and like throw a ball and that's just all going to come. But I am so glad that I enjoyed as much as I possibly could the early moments. Mm. What do you tell your kids often? Stop it. <laughs> uh, man, that's uh, probably true. Actually, like, why are you doing that? <laughs> uh, I tell my kids I love them all the time, and I hope I'm not wearing it out, but I do. I just tell them I love them, and um, I try and be really specific as much as I can of things that I love that they're doing. Um. I try and make them feel really special when they do something cool and, and celebrate it. And I tell them to listen to their, to their mom (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Help me out. Treat your mom well. So that when I come home, I get, I get a mom who's not depleted. I get a wife who's joyful. Please, please, please help a brother out. (laughs) I love it. Uh, what do you think needs to be talked about more as it pertains to fatherhood? Ooh. I think the impact of your affection will, will, te- will teach your kids how to be affectionate in life. Mm-hmm. And I want to give my kids so much of the right kind of affection and attention. And okay. I think dads just don't, I mean, moms are great and there's nothing like a good, I mean, my mom is special and I love her so much. And, but I think your dad showing you how to have healthy affection Mm -hmm. is just so important for a son or a daughter. Yeah, it is. And, and, and hugging them and loving them and putting your hand on their shoulder and keeping them close and let them know that they're safe with you is I, I don't think it's quantifiable for what that do what that will do for an adult human being. 
Mm-hmm. So if you if you are 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 conscious of how you touch your kids and how you give them eye contact when they're speaking to you and how you value them, you got to start right away. And it's I, I think fathers being affectionate and showing them how to be, you know, like the lion with his claws kept in yeah. <laughs> the velvet mm-hmm. paws. Uh, they need to see your strength, but they can't be scared of you. Ooh, that is so good. Mm. Do you think there's a lack of fathers and why? Well, any any home without a father that we know there's plenty would would I would say yes, there's a lack of fathers. Um, and and gosh, that why that's gonna run real deep. Yeah, I think generationally, I think generational generational stuff has impacted yeah. fatherhood so much. And and I, you know, there's stuff we could point to in culture and society that's like attacking yeah. dads and attacking the family, and that is true. Yeah. I, I I I wouldn't say that that's not true because there's definitely plenty of stuff in our current culture and society that that attacks families and fatherhood, but. It, way before that, there's been a lot of absent fathers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that some of it is just people People have been over-sexualized and people have gotten mm-hmm. pregnant and people have not had a dad around because maybe they came from a one-night stand and they didn't know who their dad is. And I, I know that happens. But I, um, I think there's also plenty of situations where dads just leave, I can't hang. They feel like they're unworthy. They have a lot of shame. They're super selfish. Um, but there's also a lot of dads that are there, but they're not there. Mm. And and those are the ones, uh, obviously, every one of those situations is completely heartbreaking and is not God's design. But the one that really breaks my heart the most is the one I see where I see dads are, dads are there, but they're not there. Yeah. And they don't feel capable. They don't feel confident. They're mm. caught up in their own stuff. They were told they couldn't do it. They had a dad who didn't show them nothing. And there's plenty of reasons why dads are struggling. And I, the one thing I want, I would want any dad to know is that you can change that. Yeah. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter how far down the road you are. It doesn't matter the mistakes you've made. I mean, they matter, but you can change that. Yeah, so good. Because I think that kids, I hear stories of people who met their dad when they were 50 years old. It's like, why would someone want to meet a man that didn't want anything to do with him? Because dads matter. Yeah, so, so much. So if if you're 25 years old or you're 35 years old, you're 40 years old, you're 50 years old, and you feel like you've done a bad job as a dad, you can change that. Yeah. And yeah. your kids still need you. And they still need to know they're loved by you. And no matter what mistakes you've made, you could change it. Yeah, so good. What is your hope for your future as a father? And what is your hope for your kids? Well, I, I hope I keep growing. I hope I keep walking with humility. Yeah. I hope I, I hope I have the answers that they need at the right time. Ooh, yeah. I hope I don't get so wrapped up in my own life that I don't see what they're going through. And I hope that I really keep praying for them and trusting God to work in their lives because I know I can't make the decisions for them. And that freaks me out. Yeah. 
but my my biggest hope for my kids is they they know the love of Jesus and they sense his presence in their life at a really young age. And there's never a question in their mind that God loves them and that he's real and that he that he wants he wants them and that he wants to use them and he wants to bless them. And I don't ever want there to be a question in their mind of that fact and that reality. So, so good. Do you think this generation of fathers have things harder or easier than you had them? Oh gosh. Well, it's a funny question. Cause I'm, so I'm, I'm just about to turn 44. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends have, kids getting married kids in college yeah I've got a one-year-old you know and so I feel like in some ways I feel like an older generation but in other ways I'm a young I've got young kids and so that's a hard question for me to answer because I I think that uh I'm I'm kind of in both camps I would I guess I would say uh I think in a lot of ways if we go back a generation I would say in a lot of ways, I think my dad had it easier because there's less distractions for me Mm. as a kid. And so it was a little bit, I think it was a little bit even more so that I wanted my dad's attention and I, I, you know, I'd get bored. So I'd go find my dad, you know, there was nothing to do. So I'm like, let's go outside and play. Yeah. And, Mm. and now there's so much that my kids want to do yeah that's available that I just got to shut it down all the time you know like Mm -hmm. no we're not playing video games no we're not watching tv like let's go wrestle and so I think in in a way it seems easier because there's more ways to keep your kids entertained yeah but I think the long-term fruit of that could be bad because Mm -hmm. it's way easier for them to disconnect from you and learn learn from any like any of those other places and so it's harder because you also don't want to be the one dad who's like doesn't let your kids do anything yeah, true. <laughs> but I I lately I've actually kind of been loving when I hear my kids say they're bored I don't love it but they're like I'm bored I'm like you there's no way in heck you should be bored because that your playroom is full of toys you yeah. got books mm-hmm. you got each other yeah um, go go use your brain and and mm-hmm. um I think that I was forced to do that more as a kid and I know my dad was. So um, the, the challenge I think now with dads is knowing how to, how to navigate a world with so many opportunities. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Hmm. What is something you have to say to this generation of men and fathers? Uh, I would say, let your father in heaven father you Mm. you got to let god father you and you're not going to be able to be a dad if you can't be a son first (laughs) jesus Mm. that that took me out hold on i need i need a moment of silence (laughs) that was good right there Mm, mm mm-mm-mm Say a lot for the people in the back. I don't think they heard you. <laughs> you got to be a son before you can be a father. So, so mm. good. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. All right. And last question. What is something you have to say to this generation of women and mothers? Man. Mm. Well, 
this is a this is a tough one because I think we live in a world where women and mothers who are strong and could do it on their own are are really celebrated. And yeah. and I want to be really careful with how I say this because some people are in situations where that is the hand that they've been dealt. And I so respect women and I so respect mothers who who have had to raise their children themselves. Because yeah. I have friends who've come up in families like that and I respect those women so much because of what they've had to sacrifice and how hard they've had to work and how they've had to try and be a mom and dad at the same time. Mm, yeah. I would say to the women and mothers who are not in that situation, who have a husband, who's a father to their children, I would encourage you to pray for your husbands. Yeah. Because we want to be strong and we want to lead and when we sit alone in our room at night, we doubt ourselves so much. Mm -hmm. And you wonder, what is the thing I'm doing that's going to screw up my kid? What is, the, what is the one bad move I make that's going to ruin my kid's life? And so I would say pray for, pray for him. And I would say pray together because yeah. you got to be a team. Yeah. The only way to, to be able to raise your kids well is to be a team. And... And um, it's, I mean, th this is a, such a layered question <laughs> yeah. because um, if you're married to someone who's not doing a good job, obviously you don't just want to be like championing that. But yeah. I would say no matter what situation you're in, you can pray for, you can pray for your kids and you can pray for your husband. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's my answer so much. If I'm feeling frustrated with my kids or feeling frustrated with my wife, it's just like, I'll pray for them because I think in praying for them, God will show you his heart for them. And, mm -hmm. and then you will get, you'll gain a, an understanding that you would have never gained on your own. Oh, that's so true. I can't remember where I heard it, but um, someone said the moment that you pray for an enemy or for someone you don't like is the moment that you love them. Cause it is so yeah. hard to pray for someone that you don't love. And I'm like, yep. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> yep. That's really good. It's really good. Well, amazing, beautiful people with that. That concludes this episode. Thank you, Pastor Andrew, so much. This was so Absolutely. good. Um, guys, go like, follow, share, go to the website, go to the Patreon. Make sure that if this blessed you in any way, that you do not keep it to yourself and you share it with somebody. And take this and go change your life, the community, and the world. And with that, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.